It's dinner time, so we did a little song about uh, eating. That's right, about the delicious home cooking. There that was. Uh, Bessie Smith, Eddie Lang was on guitar. And it was, uh, the song was, uh, was, it was called Kitchen Man. Um, so anyway, this is Courtney T. Edison, the old codger here, on WFMU every Tuesday from 7 to 8 o'clock. And uh, I, well, something weird happened last week. Once again, as it happens so often around here, I was instructed to report to station manager Ken Friedman's office. This is always such a tedious routine. So I go up to Ken's office, and, but, but Ken wasn't there. There was this lady named Michelle. Now, I've seen her around. She, she's quite a cutie, but she's much too young for me. My term for cuties like her is a jailbait. Anyway, so she, she calls me into Ken's office. She tells me to sit down. Then she said, and I quote, she says, Ken is out today and I'm in charge. I'm running this place. Well, I, I don't know where Ken was. I know, it, I know it was Ken's office because it has this giant poster of a smiling Uncle Joe Stalin on the wall. So anyway, did Michelle, she wanted to talk to me about something that, that she said was important. Now, several times in the conversation, Michelle kept telling me there's only one L in her name. She probably mentioned this because I kept pronouncing her name with two L's. Anyway, she wanted to convey some comments from the listeners that had been arriving at the station. They'd been receiving comments about me, comments about my program, the Old Codger Radio Show. So I was thinking, yes, at last. I'm finally getting the recognition that I deserve. Well, the upshot of what Michelle... See, right there, I pronounced it with only one L. What she told me is, she says, the listeners have spoken loudly and excitedly and with great passion. And she showed me a stack of letters. And then she told me what they're about. Well, I'd like to respond to these 
excited, passionate letters, these alleged letters. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to present my response in the next mic break. We're going we're gonna to take a breather right now. Right now, because the month of March is drawing to a close. And as you know, if you've been listening all month to the Old Country Radio Show, you know that we've been observing and celebrating BHM, Bodenheim History Month. So this is the last of the installments, and here's, uh, here's Gus Bodenheim talking about another member of his illustrious bloodline. Gus Bodenheim here with another entry in our year-long celebration of Bodenheim History Month. Today's spotlight falls on a legendary figure in the annals of corruption, criminality, and other aspects of the music business, Morris Levy Bodenheim. While still a Toms River schoolboy, young Mo Bodenheim stole the very bread from his classmates' sandwiches, earning the nickname Levy, whether plain or mustard smeared made no difference. A growing appetite for sadism and ill-gotten gains led him to drop out of school by age 11 and on the advice of gangster uncle Clive Sunbeam Bodenheim, start his own record label, Crapshoot Records. In later years, Mo reminisced, Uncle Clive told me I had what it took, a good ear for complete garbage and two arms strong enough to dangle assholes out of a seventh floor window by their f***ing ankles. It was this prospect that excited young Mo the most, but there was also the matter of music. Having heard about the crass exploitation of artists like Otis Blackwell and others, Mo vowed to run his label in a colorblind manner, utterly stooping each performer, composer, musician, and engineer at every turn, regardless of race. The strategy worked almost immediately, and soon a parade of hitmakers passed through Mo's office door, soon to find themselves dangling at the window of Mo's seventh floor office with several of his toadies at street level, holding nets to catch every falling money clip, coin, and bus token. The names and songs read like a who's who and which is what of pop music. Frankie Lemon Jello and the Teen Louts with Why Do Fools Gotta Be Aggravating Me All The Time and I'm Being Charged As A Juvenile. Leslie Boredom with It's My Parking Spot and Judy's Turn To Take Out The Garbage. Chubby D and the Dipsticks with Twistin' All Over The House, Christmas Twistin', Keep Twistin' For God's Sake, and Hey You, If You Don't Start Twistin', I'm Gonna Hang You Out A Seventh Floor Window By The Ankles. Every song a million seller, and every artist an eventual paralysis victim after asking Mo about royalties. Not all of Mo's business decisions were sound. He notoriously turned down a young Helen Reddy and her soon-to-be-enormous hit I Am Woman, explaining, What the hell does that mean, I Am Woman? What do I look like, a biologist? Moe's career came to an abrupt end when, stopping to insult a stray dog on the sidewalk outside the fabled Swill building, he was crushed by the plummeting members of Thomas Paine and the Colonials, who had preemptively thrown themselves out of the window upon discovering Moe was not in his office to dangle them. All died instantly, but the music remains timeless so far, and the lawsuits and spinal cord injuries malinger on, just as Moe would have wanted it. Here's to you, Moe. I am Gus Bodenheim. Thank you. 
Lorelei, Lorelei, call to sailors drifting by. singing there from Noel Coward. It was called Lorelei. Uh, before that, Walter Page. Now, he was known as Walter Hot Lips Page because he blew a mean trumpet. Uh, Walter Page and his original Blue Devils did Blue Devil Blues. Uh, Blind Willie Johnson sang God Moves on the Water and Canyon's Jug Stompers, which one of them jug bands, did uh, Walk Right In. <clears throat> so this is Gordney, the old concert. Now look, we gotta, got, got some unfinished business here. I said earlier, I was called. This is WFMU, by the way. You need to know that in case you're first tuning in because of what I'm going to tell you. So as I said earlier, I was called into station manager Ken Friedman's office, but he wasn't there. This lady, Michelle, was in there. That's Michelle with one L. She made a big deal about that she's only got one L in Michelle. So anyway, so she tells me in a defiant voice, uh, Ken's not here, I'm here, and I'm in charge of WFMU. I'm the boss. Then she shows, she points to this stack of letters on a desk, and they're allegedly about my program. And then she tells me what they're about. So look, now it's time to address all the listeners, the, the complaints about this program, about that. And I'm quoting here from these, this is what she said, the letters alleged, or accused me of, the, the program, Rampant Sexism. Uh, I wrote these down, Patriarchal Oppression gender insensitivity, and female objectification. What the hell? Female objectification. All this is what the Dual Codger Radio Show presents. So apparently, she tells me, over the past six months, 20 listeners to WFMU have canceled their, their so-called Swag for Life memberships because 
they gave various reasons having to do with this program. They said one of them was I used the word floozy to refer to station bookkeeper Kelly Jones. Now look, that's her official nickname. She was given that nickname many years ago by the long gone program director David Newman Garden. Now, someone else said I made remarks about the lady DJs that that these listeners say that, that I was that they say I was, I was casting doubt on the ability of these lady DJs down here to properly scrub the grooves of a 78 RPM record. While I said that they could certainly do a great job scrubbing WFMU's kitchen floor. Well, forgive me for not thinking that men and women are interchangeable. Then there were the usual diehard Annette Hanshaw fans who are mortified that I continue to say unkind things about her simply because, as a singer, Annette Hanshaw is a talentless hack. And some thought I was body-shaming? What the hell? Body-shaming? They said I was body-shaming my beloved Sophie Tucker because I pointed out that when she came to town to perform, she didn't need a cabaret license. She needed a building permit. But I was, I, I was not being metaphorical. You can look it up. So anyway, this Michelle, one L, went on about this for a while. Now, I could swear she was making stuff up as she went along. She kept pointing to the stack of letters, but she wouldn't show them to me. And she had this little dog with her. This little dog, I think, I think the dog's name was Fudgy. And the, the pup kept looking at me and baring its teeth and, and growling. Well, I bared my dentures and snarled back at the dog. Anyway, after ten minutes of this lecture, Michelle said she says she has to take a phone call. And, and her, she got a little pocket phone. She So she briefly stepped out of Ken Friedman's office. Well, while she was out, I walked over to the desk, and I got a glimpse of the stack of envelopes she was pointing to. But some of these envelopes were postmarked 1983. Some of them were from the Internal Revenue Service. Others were from bill collection agencies, and several were stamped Final notice before cancellation of services. And I also, I, I spotted one letter from the Hudson County Parole Board. God, everybody around here is so corrupt. Meanwhile, since, since Michelle, 1L, told me that she's in charge, that she's the boss, Ken Friedman has not been seen around here by anyone. He's disappeared. Well, I don't know what's going on. But I seem to be the only one who's concerned. The rest of the flunkies in the office, the, the executive suites, as they refer to their cubicles, they're just going about their business as usual, as if this is just, you know, this is just par for the course around here at WFMU. So anyway, I just, I just wanted to address these accusations. They're very, very unfair. Now back to Divine Music on the Old Codger Radio Show.
favorite indoor sports. In the past few years, we published big tales about the sexual behavior of a human male. like a baseball score. This baseball score bring lots of praise, and many a fella their eyebrow raise. I wonder if the blushing bride underneath is passing a thousand or three thirty-three. Weiler Industrial Cartel, producers of all sorts of stuff made out of everything, invite you to widen your horizon. Yes, it's time once again for Widen Your Horizons, the award-winning public service program that teaches you to lead a fuller and happier life by acquiring new skills. Our subject for today is how to use dental floss and here to lead the discussion is Mr. Sheldon Blight of the Old Orchard Dental Floss Company. I assume I'm correct, Mr. Blight, in saying that your firm is one of the largest in the world. Yes, we turned out some 18,000 miles of dental floss in 1956. Now, that was an increase of about 3,500 miles over the preceding year. Uh-huh. And our president, Mr. Boxall, is aptly described as the floss king of the free world. Well, does that mean that there may be bigger dental floss plants behind the Iron Curtain? Well, it's hard to say. Radio Moscow contends that the state-owned dental floss plant in Leningrad is producing 30,000 miles a year. But I doubt it. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe they have the know-how. Now, you were telling me just before the broadcast that a lot more dental floss would be sold in this country if people... Uh, knew how to use it. What did you mean by that? Well, the American people lose enough food, vitamins, and minerals between their teeth each day to feed the entire nation of Vietnam and part of Cambodia. And only about 6% of this food is ever removed with dental floss. Boy, I, I had no idea that figure was so small. Well, now the average person thinks that in order to run dental floss back and forth between his teeth, he must get one hand completely inside his mouth. Yeah. Now, this is an erroneous idea. Now, my mouth is of average dimensions, 
And I have no trouble using dental floss at all. Well, now I think we should, uh, should get right along with the demonstration here and see how this is done. Well, we? well, now the first step is to break off a piece of dental floss about nine inches long and form a small loop at the point where you intend to insert it between the teeth. I'll explain that Mr. Blight has broken off the dental floss and now he's forming the loop. There it is. Now, you see, I put the floss between the teeth, keeping both hands outside the mouth. Then I run it back and forth. Oh. What's wrong, uh, Mr. Blake? Well, uh, we're running it through my lower teeth. I got it caught in a crown. Of, uh, it needs to tie up the lawyer together. Well, it has, I guess. It seems, seems to have a double granny knot in it there, too. I certainly never saw anything like that before. Uh, I read about it once in a treasure. I think it could happen. I stuck tight, too. Uh-huh. Hey, Star. There's a dentist up on the next floor. Why don't you go up and uh, see if he can help you? I ought to do that. I hope he doesn't have to fool any teeth to get me on tight. I'm sorry it turned oh, out this all right. way. You've been listening to Widen Your Horizons, and our guest speaker today was Mr. Sheldon Blight of the Old Orchard Dental Floss Company. Free copies of Mr. Blight's remarks may be obtained from your local representative of the Croftweiler Industrial Cartel. Glad when 
when you're dead, you're good for nothing, hound. I'll be glad when you're dead, you're good for nothing, hound. As when he put you 11 feet under the ground, now you and my wife will stop messing around. I'll be glad when you're dead, you're good for nothing, hound. the great Lonnie Johnson, picking away there on Uncle Ned, don't use your head. Uh, Robert Wilkins before that did, that's no way to get along. Uh, we had a, a little feature there from staff announcers Bob and Ray, who occasionally appear on the Old Codger Radio Show for the last si- 60 or so years. Yeah, Lord Levy and the Jamaican Calypsonians did Dr. Kinsey report. And we heard the Lucky Thompson Quartet with something called Commercial Eyes. Now, look, I got a bone to... This is your codger, Courtney. I got a bone to pick with you. some listener out there. I don't know who. But uh, I'm home in my bunker, right? I'm sitting in my comfy chair. I'm reflecting. I'm ruminating. and puffing away at a fragrant Rancho Malario cigar. I think it was a Rancho Malario Supremo. Maybe it was a Rancho Malario Maladoro. I forget. And so I get this, 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 this very suspicious phone call at home. And he, I pick it up, and he says he's from the IRS. The guy's name, he, the caller, he says he was Sergeant Johnson of the IRS, the Turtle Revenue Service. And he tells me that I owe $10,000. Sergeant Johnson said that. I didn't know the IRS staff held military rankings. Isn't that curious? But here's what I want to say. Who gave them my number? Huh? Look, I give out my home phone number on the air, on my radio show. I tell you to write it down. Had the same number since 1892. It's six. That's right, six. I give it to you so you can call me. You, the listener, who listened to my radio show on WFMU. But you're not supposed to give it out to the federal authorities. Now, the IRS does not listen to this show. I'm certain about that. I mean, why would they? So look, I can only conclude. I suppose you could say I'm just speculating. That one of you listeners reported me to the IRS. That's not kosher. Just for that, just because somebody did that, because one person did it, you're all going to be punished. 
Okay? I'm never giving out my home phone number on the air. Ever again. That's it. I, I don't know what's wrong with you, with some of you people. Some people. Now, I, I, look, I understand if your name is Bodenheim, what's wrong with you is genetic. But the rest of you, I, I should probably expect the worst out of many people who listen to WFMU. They have it in for me. I just know it. They're jealous. Maybe it was someone who works here. This place is infested with malefactors, misfits, malcontents, and miscreants. I'm still trying to figure out whose idea it was here to schedule meatless Mondays in the WFMU cafeteria. I thought it was Fabio. That's right, he corrected me. His name is not Fabio, it's Fabio. He insists it was not him. Going to look into this. I'm not done with my investigations. Okay, let's get back to the fine music on the Old Codger Radio Show on WFMU.
Hello, this is Gus Bodenheim with an invitation to dotards and fogies of all ages, announcing the grand opening of Kajotopia, the Garden State's newest bemusement park. Relive those haunting childhood carnival memories at Yesterdayland. While there, take a spin on the surly-go-round, a circular exercise in futility, rotating at a precise 78 revolutions per minute. Then follow your most oppressive, sullen musings into even longer-ago land. While there, strap in and hold on tight. Dark rides don't come any darker than the desperate, illogical frenzy of Flip the Frog's wild ride. And don't forget the world-famous Carousel of Regress, where a realistic robotic family drags you back through the decades, uncovering the lies and betrayals of a regular family a lot like yours, admit it. Next stop, decrepit land. Try your luck throwing softballs at filthy canvas rodents, and maybe, just maybe, win a genuine radium nightlight. Or sit back and revel in the brassy charm of the enchanted Sophie Tucker Room, where a chorus of realistic robotic Sophies serenades you as only a saloon full of red-hot robotic mamas can. Lose control at Urologyland. Take a journey into anxiety at the tantalizing Tower of E.D. Slowly up, up, and inevitably right back down again. Consonant. If you're peckish, stop at one of our conveniently located snack and shanties. The kids will dread a nice sardine on a stick, head and all. And you can talk the little lady into consuming chicken fried head cheese bites with her choice of over seven varieties of dip and gop. Then take a load off your feet and enjoy the entertainment three times a day at our central band shell of its former self, where a realistic robotic combo plays it hot, just the way you used to like it. Kajatopia is built on land once avoided like the plague by the Trentona and the Manalapanic peoples. Off 202, not far from Flemington. When you get close, ask someone. Maybe I'll see you there at Kajatopia. Highly unlikely, but you never know. Just tell him Gus sent you. What do I care? Neither Kajutopia Park nor Del Parton Amusements are responsible for any injuries, passenger tosses, being showered with projectile, vomiting by riders above you, sudden onset rust, or roving gangs of dementia-afflicted hooligans, power fueled by sly weasel shakes. a little wine. Most everybody gets on or drunk by dragging this old moonshine. Now God don't like it and I don't either. Now God don't like it and I don't either. Now God don't like it and I don't either. Can't let change. Some of our members get on or drunk just speak their sober minds. And when they raise the devil, Lord, to put all the blame on shine. Now God don't like it, and I don't either. Now God don't like it, and I don't either. Now God don't like it, and I don't either. Can't let shame. Some of our preachers just as bad as the members about the soul moonshine. They're trying to make love with every woman they meet, just to find and drink and shine. Now God don't like it, and I don't either. Now God don't like it, and I don't either. Now God don't like it, and I don't either. Can't let Mothers never go, but the father makes that money by the road, but the women are the shine it goes. Now God don't like it, and I don't either. Now God don't like it, and I don't either. Now God don't like it, and I don't either. It's scandalous and a shame. They said this yellow cone. Don't like it, and I don't either. I don't like it, and I don't either. 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 I
I know you don't like this song Just because it speaks my mind But I'll sing this song just as much as I please Because I don't drink And I God don't like it And I don't either And I God don't like it And I don't either And I God don't like it And I don't either Can't let down a Man, I'm totally out of time. I don't even. There's Blind Willie and Katie McTair, Gus Bodenheim, Duke Ellington, and Boyd Rayburn. You got to stay tuned for Maury's Coney Island here on. This is your codger. I'll be back next week with more 78 RPM record glory from 78 o'clock. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, New York City, and Rockland County at 91.9 FM. Online at WFMU.org. You left. To find the Pogos A thousand miles You rode
Ha! 